Welcome back to On the Path, where we are covering The Witcher 3, but as we figured out, putting together the rest of our schedule, it won't be for that much longer, at least the main quest. The main we should quest, be yeah. done by November. The end is coming in thick and fast, especially the end is nigh. a lot of the later quests is a lot of combat and everything, which we don't really talk about that much because it's just combat. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. what did you say, November? Yeah, it should be through by Thanksgiving, as we call it in the States. That's kind of or... like almost almost lines up with one year because we, we said we're doing our one year celebration on the 19th of November. Wow. It seemed like it was going to take a lot longer. We did do the Netflix show as well, which took us eight weeks or so. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's taken nearly a year. Yeah, I figured it was, it seemed like it was going to take a lot longer, but I think it goes to show how long Act 1 is in this yes. game. Yeah, Act 1 is beefy. Yeah, Act one's ridiculous. Act 3, we seem to be just snowballing through. Yeah. But today, <laughs> we are finishing final preparations with Through Time and Space and The Great Escape. Mm-hmm. But first off, some news that we already had before, but we put it at the beginning of the last one, but talking about it again. Uh, adjoining or being a part of expanding, if you will, with yeah. a 983 family here is we have our own channel dedicated to video spots, whether it be this video podcast, anything we do in the future, which we've got some ideas brewing around. But yeah, if you have not subscribed to this specific one yet, go down in the notes, make sure you do it because, yeah, we've got some stuff in the works and uh, we'll see that down the road. Yeah, it should be good. It's the channel that um also housed the uh Witcher trivia game. So you think you know the Witcher, um, which if you haven't watched, make sure you go and watch because it is really good fun. Brett and I were both guests on the first episode of that, um, and Brett did very well. I did okay, <laughs> but uh, it's actually really good fun. Um, you know, play along, see if you know the answer, see how far you would get. Um, and Lionheart hosts it. And he was fantastic as always. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice to be back on um, that kind of channel as well. What was the name of the weapon, the seven skill and used to make um, an Orion? Orion. There you go. That was but, a question you missed, right? No, I got that one, but it was what was the name of the oh, guy who threw it? Who seven skill and yeah, I will of never course. forget his name now. Of course, yeah, you'll never forget him. <laughs> and hopefully, will he show up? No, I don't believe he'll show up in the next season. Okay. The Witcher. I don't think he's been cast yet, and I don't think he shows up. Maybe series four. Maybe. Could be. I don't know. So make sure you check that out in the notes. We also had some big Witcher 1 remake news. What we was did. that? Yes. So yesterday was the 15th anniversary of the release of the first ever Witcher game, which was CDPR's first ever release ever. Um, and to celebrate 15 years yesterday, they announced that one of the codename projects, Canis Majoris, is actually going to be a remake of Witcher 1, and it's going to be completely rebuilt from the ground up in Unreal Engine 5, which is, to me, I'm very excited because I've never tried to play the Witcher 1. I've watched a few clips of it on YouTube, but I can't get on board with like older games um, but I would love to know the story and everything like that. Um, people that I know that have played that played it when it released absolutely love it um, and still go back to it because they've got that sort of a nostalgic attachment to it. Um, but I think bringing it up 
to next gen consoles and PCs is going to be so good for the brand. Um, it's actually a different company that are building it called Fool's Theory, uh, which involves a lot of developers that worked on the original Witcher games, worked on Witcher 3. Uh, so some real veteran CDPR people in there. So they don't have any news on release dates or anything like that yet, but they've just literally announced it yesterday. And I think it'd be good fun. They said that to be, please be patient with them. Yeah. And it's going to take a while because they want to do things right. That tells me, I mean, years, oh, just absolutely. how many, like two years, three years, four years. I'm not sure. Cause it was the same thing with the KOTOR remake, the nice old Republic remake. Oh, really? That was in that was announced and everyone was like getting their hopes up. And I think that's going on well over a year now and it had some oh, setbacks. Yeah. So yeah, this is not something that I anticipate to come out within, what is this? 2022 almost. Yeah. yeah. I would think maybe not even 2024, maybe they, if for them to say, be we're going to get this right, <laughs> please be patient. Is mm-hmm. going to be years upon years? Yeah. I think probably yesterday on the 15th anniversary of the game releasing, it probably just felt like the right time to announce it. Um, but yeah, I I think it'll be years, two to three is my guess, but then these things get delayed, don't they? So four, possibly. The Unreal Engine 5 <laughs> too, it, they are, everything's going through that. It looks insane. I can't, I can't comprehend these videos. And I think there's something, I don't know what I've read, but sometimes when the human brain apparently sees something that looks human-like, but isn't human. It like Uncanny becomes. Uncanny Valley. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the un- yeah, where it's close enough to be to look human, but you know it's but not. You know it's not. It's that Uncanny Valley. Yeah. That's how I feel when I see stuff in Unreal Engine Five. It's it fucking freaks me out. Sorry to drop a hard f bomb there, but like, I saw that people have developed um like a body cam style horror game, and you're running through the woods, and I was like, no, it's it's too real. You're not going to catch me playing any horror games on that ever. When have we ever apologized for a horror? I know oh. it felt like a, it felt like a felt like a bad one. Somebody called me out for st- cursing on my stream earlier too, so I think I can up a height a little bit. What? Like who? I don't know who it was. It was just like, was... oh, you're swearing lots today. And I was like, am I? Oh, okay. I was like, is it one of those like a lady shouldn't a cuss? Lady should never curse. No. Well, was I was fighting Melania, so yeah, there you go. That bitch. <laughs> I love that fight. Oh my god, like, she's felt... gorgeous. The whole thing. Oh is beautiful. yeah, well not not only that. Yeah, that's when I put up something in there. Is like, should I be afraid or should I be horny? I didn't know <laughs> which, but I thought that fight was it was tough beyond tough. Oh, but yeah. I thought it was fair, which a lot of end bosses at the end of Elden Ring I did not care for. Yeah, hers I thought was fair. You got through it okay. Yeah, I mean, I did what I usually did, fight her for about 30, 40 minutes and pull up the Mimic tier. Did <laughs> and, you? And then, and then go to town, yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I was watching some videos today on, like, how to beat her, and it was all, like, Mimic tier, da 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 I was like, fuck, where is the jellyfish tutorials? <laughs> Watch uh, the uh, the Let Me Solo Her guy. Who? Oh, what is that? No, no summons? Oh, you never heard of that? I don't think so. Oh, no, it's a person, Let Me Solo Her. You summon him. He's a oh. summon. And his oh, no name way. is Let Me Solo Her, and he solos her in like he's like naked and has this goofy hat on. But his beater, I think, it was like a thousand times. No way. Yeah, and just doesn't get hit. It just it looks so easy when they do it. That's the thing. Like, like I watch these videos, and it's like, okay, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. And I then I just get absolutely no. annihilated. 
get absolutely wrecked. But <laughs> one, you're almost to the finish line there. I we am. will absolutely have a special Elden Ring episode. Yeah. That despite would be fun. the fact, I think I finished the game going for like two months now. I know. This is embarrassing. This is it's actually becoming embarrassing that I've been playing the game for six months. Yeah, but you're doing it like you're doing it a different way where you're really going through it. If, it. if it takes you two to three hours to beat someone, you're going to do it. I me, mean, like I said, I gave him a good effort for 30, 40 minutes and I was like, I ain't got time for this shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I'm just, it really is showing my stubborn side more than any game ever has before. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. A lot of people are like, wow, I really uh, admire your resilience. And I'm like, I'm raging. <laughs> I can't want to it. It's that inner rage just yeah. under the surface of streaming uh-huh. that you, you have to put on face. And yes, proper ladies don't cuss. Yeah. Oh, well. Nah, nah fuck that. Fuck that shit. That's, you're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to be like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> but I'm not telling you what to do as a man. I'm not telling you what to do. Don't tell me what to do, fucker. Yes. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. All right. So that's going to cover all the news out of here. Again, make sure you subscribe to the new channel below that's just on the path. Look for everything new from there. And uh, let's get going here with Through Time and Space. Ooh. And then we'll get to The Great Escape. Let's go. All right. So we get to, it's the Kingfisher, not the Kingfisher. It's, yeah, this Kingfisher, right? What, Dandelion's Place? Yeah. I think you can give it different names because in my playthrough, it was called the Chameleon. Oh, that's right. I think you okay. pick different names, right? Because I remember we talked about that last time, and then I remember the Kingfisher. I was like, Wait, isn't it the Kingfisher? Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Because it has one name, yeah. and then you change it to one of two or three options, I think. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, we get to Dandelion's Inn, and we speak to Avalok in the special suite, and um, he's looking at porn. Yeah. Like, and Geralt drawn has... images. <laughs> he's... Yeah, sketches. yeah. It's sketches back then to do it, and... <laughs> Geralt asks him, need a hanky. I know. This is so weird. This is another one of those times where that seems very modern. Yeah. It seems like a very modern response, something that like I would say that <laughs> when he said it, I kind of just did a double take. I was like, oh, I guess I guess they did that back then too. Yeah, I guess they did. It was just it's so funny though when Geralt says stuff like such a curveball and like you said seems such a modern thing to say in this kind of medieval setting it's so funny yeah the need a hanky then and then avalanche is pleased oh wait avalok (laughs) it keeps the autocorrect kept going to avalok i'm sorry avalanche (laughs) yes i had that as avalok i swear so many red squiggly lines in this document (laughs) i look at it and it says avalanche yeah i know i should have kept them all right so avalok is pleased that emlareth is out and now mm-hmm. plans to get rid of the other two, Caranther, who we saw before, and yep. Gales. Yes. Gales. And he says that Aridan poisoned the former king, Oberon. And that is something that I believe is insinuated, like in the books, it's believed to, but it's one of those not really Ooh. like confirmed kind of things. Because the king is in the last book. Oh, really? And, yeah, because things happen... It kind of goes into that, but it's not, we don't see it per se, because he's not like a point of view character kind of right, thing. Right, okay, with you. But in this, he is. So we go back to Corrine Tilly's house. Is this hey. like the third time? Yeah, we've, we've seen her a few times house. now. Bless yeah, her. And it, <laughs> she must yeah. be sick of us. She must be, or she's just like, okay, I guess she's the only on Neuromancer. Yeah. So in the dream magic, if you want to call it that. And we go downstairs with that furnace. Yeah. What you call that? 
Yeah. There's not there's not not a kiln. I guess no, not I think it was. Be, I think they called it a furnace. Would just be a furnace. Yeah. Yeah. And you go through this portal, and uh, yeah, Geralt hates portals, as he says. He does. And he puts he his does. hands over his eyes like a little kid. And it's just so walks funny. through the portal. Bless him. He really does hit them. But this, I think it's the only time where he literally covers his eyes. Like, yeah. oh, dang, Carol. <laughs> he really didn't want to do that. All right, we come out in the Didawed Desert, as I spelled it phonetically here. Yes, I saw that. Definitely, do, definitely doesn't look like that. And slowly pacing, Avalok is walking fast. And this is one of those times where it always fell behind as a character. Like, Geralt yeah. couldn't walk fast enough <laughs> to keep up with Avalok. And Avalok says that the resources were exhausted here to the last drop in a ruined world, that humans and elves aren't the only people that have a monopoly on ruining world. <laughs> and he has a line here. There's a couple times here that I'll hear a line. And again, just it's throws back to Gwent. Appearances can be deceiving. Oh, is, is that a Gwent, Gwent thing? Is, it's one of his Gwent things. So as I'm, kind of, as I'm watching it, that pops up and I'm like, okay. I think it's just a very cool line in general also. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like it reminds me of the tagline of Transformers. <laughs> What's that? More than meets the eye. Oh, is it? Yeah. Which kind of means the I, same thing. Yeah. I don't think I would ever Not remember the tune. That, no. Transformers more than meets the eye. Are you talking about the, uh, the TV show? Well, that's just the... The tagline of all the Transformers things, I think. Like the movie? The first yeah, movie? I think oh. so. But they but didn't that, have a song. That tune is from probably the old cartoon. No, you'd have to ask my brother about that. He was yeah. massively into Transformers. Robots I in disguise. It. More than me. Robots the in disguise. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Now that's coming back. That's yeah. coming back to me. Because he was born three years before me. So he had that. He was born in 81. So uh -huh. he had all the Transformers, Voltron, He-Man. All those massive 80s cartoons he hit, and I was just a little bit. I think Ninja Turtles was the first thing that I really Aww. got into. I never liked Ninja Turtles that much. I was just Pokemon. They were, yeah, because, well, I think that first Ninja Turtles movie came out in 89 or 90. Was it? I think, yeah. So that was when I was like five, six years old, so it was perfect. Peak for that time, time, yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit. They were they were lame. It was it was Ninja <laughs> Turtles two with Vanilla Ice by the time you came out. Was it? <laughs> yeah, that was the second one that I think came out the next year. They rushed that out so fast. <laughs> Back when movies used to be able to film in like thirty days and come out in under six yeah. months. <laughs> no moss. All right, so we fight some crabs here for you know purposes, and then we enter <laughs> the next world. And the uh, Wikipedia here. Trivia says that this is a reference to the Polish sci-fi novel Solaris by oh. Stanislav Lem. What, this area? This desert? Yeah, like, yeah, this area here with, I guess, I don't know if it's the crab thing or if it's just the bottom. Oh, because he mentions that this is the bottom of an ocean. Yeah, yeah. He said that yeah. it used to be full of water. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about that book, except I remember the movie that the movie and George Clooney was in it. Oh, I haven't heard of the movie either. Yeah, I think it came. It had to come out twenty years ago, 15, 20 years ago, really? sometime mid aughts, early. Yeah, like early mid aughts. I think. Oh, I'll have to look it up. I really thought that this area reminded me a lot of you know in series one of The Witcher Netflix, where Yennefer and this princess or whoever that she's oh, escorting yeah. is oh, is yeah. being chased by the big creature, and she. I know she can't transport to different worlds, but she transports them to lots of different places, and one of them is just like all sandy, and there's like a giant scarab kind of creature chasing after them so i was like oh that's really similar um but i doubt the same thing 
Yeah, and like the desert, the Karathi Desert is a yeah. big famous one that somebody may or may not go to, depending on the creative decisions mm. they make in the show. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about that? That The news that came out, the former writer, Bo DeMeo, said that oh. writers on staff did not even like the source material. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't I didn't even put two and two together that it was Bo DeMeo that said that. I just read yeah. that some old ex-writer said that. Um, that's really rough to hear. <laughs> it is. And then if anybody somehow that has eluded them, just... You'll find it pretty quickly if you look about the series. And yeah, Bo DeMaio, who wrote season one and who wrote on season one and season two, and he also wrote Nightmare of the Wolf. Yeah. He's gone from The Witcher now. He's doing his own X-Men series, some X-Men animated Mm -hmm. series, not with Netflix or anything like that. He came out and said that there were writers on staff that not only had not read the books, there were some that actively disliked it. Yeah, and that's really bad, isn't it? It's, it's not even it's, that you it, haven't read them. It's like you well. Actually it, here's don't the like thing: it, it was repudiated by Matthew D'Ambrosio, I think is what his name is. How mm-hmm. do you, I think it's how you say it, Matt, Matt D'Ambrosio, who is still a writer who's on season three and four as well. Okay, it was refuted by him, and he made a shady comment, if you will, about egos being big and borderline like abusive. And that that tweet Dear. was deleted. That was tweet was it? deleted. Oh, yes, and I hate this and Twitter came, beef. I hate it so much. I know, but it's this comes out of nowhere. Yeah. The thing to me that surprises me is, you know, it's like I'm sure most oh, did not mean to turn that light on. Mm-hmm. It's like to me, yeah, maybe it looks better. There you go. It does look yeah, better. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's tight knit. And like if you're a staff writer on something, you don't have beef like this. You don't burn no. bridges. You don't spill this tea, if you want to call it that. And him yeah. doing this seems really bad why would you hire him i think yeah exactly i think even if you don't want to work on witcher again you're burning bridges with netflix yeah potentially you're gonna oh you're making a reputation for talking shit about your ex-colleagues yes such a strange move really strange move it's something again the only thing i can relate this to is like college basketball coaching and like if you were to shit talk or talk bad about another staff like that in public You'd be done. Nobody would hire you. You would be blackballed. Yeah. And exactly. I can only imagine. So I don't I don't think he would make that up, but I just don't know why he would say it. And this wasn't an overheard thing. Like he gave this in an interview. In an interview, yeah. Yeah. So th- it's it's just terrible because if it's true, and of course, ev- and I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people ran with it being like, yep, of course, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know, uh, it would explain certain things. But I just don't understand, one, why he would say that. And two, it's just really, really bad all around. And Taints, overall, I would say like the adaptation has had struggles, if you will. Mm -hmm. This just kind of puts it a further like taint on it, which is just very unfortunate. Because one thing I was hoping for was if they are going to do their own thing, they're really going to flesh it out and settle it. Mm-hmm. In season three and four. And it just, I don't know. In coming off of House of the Dragon, it makes it even worse. It just, does. <laughs> the situation is even worse. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, I know what you mean. It's such a bizarre move. I don't know what he thought to gain from that, unless he was I, just doing this interview and was just, you know, how we do when we do interviews and we just get really comfortable and talking and it just kind of went from there. Maybe it wasn't a really yeah. well thought out answer. Um, and unfortunately, the interviewer has just kind of taken it and, you know, ran with that bit. But um, oh yeah, it would be a shame because especially the writers who are left at The Witcher, 
are going to be feeling so much pressure regardless with how season two and season one have been received. I just hope that, like you say, if they're going to continue really, really adapting it, that they just go with it and hopefully don't let this taint them too much. Yeah, I don't know. It's They just started, I think it was in October, this is still October. <laughs> I think it was a couple weeks ago. I think they said they just started three and four. I guess they're going to do them together, like write them together. Oh, four is, and five. I, four and five. Yes, correct. Yeah. Four and five, which is great. Number one, because it means we're getting seasons four and five. Yes. Like, and we might get them sooner, closer I, together. We might, we might get them sooner. We might get them closer together. We can speculate about that on a later episode or mailbag yeah. or something like that <laughs> later on. But you know, I think we both agreed that we thought season two was a vast improvement over season one, like oh, story yeah. wise, as far as a show goes. And so it's just un I was really just hoping by now all the toxic fans or the people that just hate this and people that just want it to fail. I was hoping by now they would just be gone. Like, yeah. just just go. It's it's two seasons in. If you're not going to like it, that's cool. We can just, agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah, and just go move on. You don't have to do it. And this just kind of like, like the rug threw them yeah. back in, shook up the rug and, you know, angered everybody up in that. Again, so, so disheartening. Like, I find it really draining. And I don't like I'm not involved in the Witcher series and I find it draining to read. So I can't imagine how like I know we don't really see Lauren Hiswick on Twitter that much anymore. But back when she was super active, that must have been so draining yeah. seeing that shit all the time. And like you said, you know, Twitter changes with algorithms and stuff. And my algorithm now is just all people fucking hating on House of the Dragon. And I'm just like, oh, Still? well, it's like a big mixture. It's like some people love it. And I'm like, yes, I like this yeah. content. <laughs> I want to see more. And then some people just complain about whatever they want. And I think they just complain for the sake of complaining. I, I like you said, just don't just, watch it. We don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I'm breaking news from like 2016, but mm -hmm. that's just like modern fandom now. Modern yeah. fandom is. It's so, you, it's such a shame. You, you, you like the people that hate it seem to be the quote biggest fans. Oh yeah. And that was especially something that happened when Game of Thrones ended where it's like they own it. And like the, the Witcher now, people have made this thing their identity and because it's not what they want and they don't like it, they then have to completely lash out and instead of being like, ah, oh, fuck, that sucked. Okay, yeah. well, I'll move on. Instead of just something. being like, oh, I actually really love the books, so I'm just going to be mm. a book fan. You yeah. can't you can't just do that instead of actively hit on everything else. Because it's it's like oh. a personal attack on them because that's what they are. Like their yeah. number one thing is not a family. It's not something else they do. They don't produce anything. They don't create anything. It's just a fandom. And when that fandom changes it, it's, or when it changes what they perceive to be of that fandom, it takes a personal affront to it. So uh, hopefully that settles out and... We have Blood Origin two weeks from, I'm sorry, coming out in two months. We know nothing about that. I'm so excited about I that. Know, That's what I know. I can't else. wait yeah. to watch Blood Origin. I think it comes out on Christmas Day, right? It comes out Christmas Day. And, and there's four, four episodes get... now? Yeah, sure. Now. Yeah. <laughs> we know nothing about it. And that's you know what intrigues me it. so I much. So hopefully we'll get those episodes out quickly right afterwards yes and then we'll go on from there all right so that's our little tangent there yes, segue about the there. witcher drama that if you didn't know about i'm sorry for making it worse that you don't have to the witcher read about tea. It. but very interesting <laughs> all right so we go through this dydawed desert to poison valley and in this poison valley i have one note one note annoying yep. annoying so annoying yeah a lot of this quest is just wandering around different worlds but this one is 
Just annoying. Yeah. So you're in this valley and there's a lot of poison gas, which you have to run through. And there's certain bits where Geralt doesn't have enough breath. So you just die. <laughs> and you get the, ah, 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 like his like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. his cough is kind of funny, but I mean, I know it's poisoned, but Geralt, can you not hold your freaking breath? You can stay underwater for like longer. Yeah. eight minutes, but yet this poison gasses you in like four seconds. Yeah, it's so funny. I remember doing this for the first time, being like, okay, we're at the nearly at the end, is getting ready for this big battle. And I'm like, why am I running through this damn field of gas? <laughs> I so, can't do it. Yeah, so it can be so frustrating. It's a little puzzly. So if you like puzzles, it's pretty good. And it's yeah, not, it's not yeah. difficult, but... It's one of those, where's the hold breath button mm -hmm. for Geralt? Like, don't breathe this shit in, Geralt. Yeah, just for All right. two minutes. <laughs> yeah. So we eventually get through there, and the next place is underwater. Yeah. My only note is LMAO. <laughs> the portal, of course, would be underwater, and then you have to swim towards it. And it's just, mm -hmm. oh, God. But I do remember panicking. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, panicking like crazy. It's not going to be the last time we're teleported straight underwater. No. No. Okay, I can't remember. Okay. We'll get there in like two weeks. One of the boss fights. One of the ending boss fights. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I just have that. You There's like chests around there, but otherwise you go straight up through this portal underwater, and then we get to the next place that I call Hoth. What is that? Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yes. Okay, the yeah, snow yeah. planet. Yeah, yeah, I see you, yeah. yeah. That's Hoth. And make your way to this lighthouse in the back. Do you think it's a uh, old town? Do you think it's a high tower? It looked kind of like it, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. Is old Otto there? Let me uh, kill him. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, actually, he would already be dead here. And there are several super depressing texts along Is the there? way that all describe the winter storm where it's either we're running out of food, we're eating onions, we're sniffing or like licking the skin of the onions. And, you know, like the last thing is, I don't I don't know if we're going to survive the storm or make it out. It's like, OK, Jesus. That's, OK, it's depressing as hell. So eventually you get through the fight, some wild hunt hounds. And Avalok says this is where Geralt fought Aridin before. I guess this was a quest in The Witcher 1. Was it? Yeah, because I looked it said they fought before. And I was like, I don't remember that. And I looked it up. And it was a quest in The Witcher 1. And because oh, cool. I've only played The Witcher 1 for about 90 minutes, I don't know. Oh, that's good. I but didn't yeah. realize the Wild Hunt was in any of the previous games. Apparently, yeah, because he gets... It's before... Yeah, because he has the um, amnesia. There you go. Yes, He yes. has the amnesia from Riding with the Wild Hunt, and he says, I can't remember. And so that's kind of one thing that CDPR did to kind of do whatever they wanted, you know? Yeah, to, yeah. To say, oh, he rode with them to do that. And this is also where Siri fought to free Geralt from the Wild Hunt. That was yeah. interesting. Yeah, because Avalak says to him, do you even know how you got away from Eredin? And he goes, <laughs> like, yeah, I actually, I always yeah. think that, but I don't know. And he says, Siri came and freed you. And uh, yeah. Geralt's kind of like, why has she not mentioned this before? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think she would, because then he kind of feel guilty, because he then thinks that's the whole reason Eredin's hunting her in the first place. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, that seems to be something that he would ask that he'd really want to know, but I don't know. Yeah. Weird other, stuff, uh, other stuff on his plate. Mm -hmm. And Avalok says, this is Ted Derot, the time of the end, the white frost. And this awaits us all. Oh. It awaits every single world. And he says, and it's very interesting here, that he says Aridin is controlled by his fear of it. 
The fear of the end. The fear of the end of the fear of this white frost, and it cause is causing him to do all of this. And in mm -hmm. a one line, we don't see much of it. As cool as the wild hunt look, they're very two-dimensional. It's you know, right. we don't see anything from their point of view. We don't know it. But in this line right here, it's like, okay, we have to remember that Aridin is doing this to save his people. Yes. So he wants to be able to use Ciri's powers to move everyone to a different world, right? And just constantly escape this white frost, I guess. Yeah. And that series, the Elder Blood, that's something going back to the books that it's all about the prophecy that it's Siri that's going to end it. Child by her, you know, her Elder Blood, you know, the, the, the prophecy is the child of her. That's kind of what, okay, I almost said something I probably shouldn't have said. Um, yeah. Uh, Siri's Blood. There you go. Whether it's Siri's child or her is the big thing. Obviously, because she's a woman. Yeah. They think they think it's a child. They think they oh, need to have a child with her. A son. I'm sure they're thinking it's got to be a son <laughs> through her. Do you <laughs> That's kind of what I get. There. It's been me spoiling I, everything for the past few weeks. I know. I caught myself there, <laughs> but I don't. I probably could have said it because it's different from the show. But I'll just hold on to it because it's, oh, okay. it's another. It's another tangent that we'd have to go down. That even yeah. I don't. I really don't want to go down this one. Uh, there's enough incest in House of the Dragon. We don't oh, need to bring up incest in The Witcher. <laughs> so he said Aridin is controlled by a sphere of it. I like the humanizing there of it. Yeah. After this, we finally get to Tirnalia, which is the home of these NL elves. Tirnalia was in the books. Ooh. It was in the final book. Ciri was there with Aridin, with Oberon, with Avalok. Not Gales, though. Gales is a CDPR creation. Oh, really? Yeah, same at Karanth. Karanther and Gales are uh, CDPR creations, yeah. Interesting. wonder why they felt yeah. the need to add more people in. Because that's really the only people that was there with Siri. Oh, right. Like, like named, maybe there could be one named in there that I really don't remember, but it was pretty much that. They took Siri to Tirnalia, said, hey, you got to bang this king, Alberon, <laughs> and read the books to know the weird shit that goes on there. Yeah. Involving unicorns and everything. <laughs> so they so they get to Gale's palace and <laughs> Avalok is such a just haughty dick where <laughs> Gale's just like wow this is this is really pretty nice and he's like elven architecture is a bit more sophisticated than yours he's such a dickhead isn't like, he dude he, oh he's such a supremacist it's not mm -hmm. even close like even just, when the uh, I was gonna say the the pornography that he was looking at earlier he goes you humans have peculiar taste <laughs> he's even like yeah, snotty about that. <laughs> Is like, is the peculiar taste a naked woman? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is, what do they do there? Oh Although that God. would explain, that would explain maybe why Siri and Avalok are Siri and Oberon uh, never did there. Uh, so a couple things here. Booba nudity, Booba. <laughs> naked woman. <laughs> yeah, just big Booba. Uh, we haven't seen a naked woman in probably, you know, more than a few hours or since the succubus, succubi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, probably like. 30 minutes ago. So get the naked woman in get here. Get the boobas in there. Get the booba. Gales is painting. And a great line here. Naivety is a fool's blessing. Another Gwent line. Is it? And yeah. And a great line in of itself. Like saying naivety is a fool's blessing. And I will say this. I forgot to write down. And they sound somewhat similar. I don't remember if that was Gales or Avalok. I think it was Gales. That. I think it was Gales too. Because it's when he asks you, do you trust Avalok? And you That's can either right. say can, yeah. yes or no. And if you say yes, he goes, ah, ha, ha, naivety is a fool's blessing. Yeah. yeah. And Gales is absolutely a perfect NL general or leader, whatever the hell he is exactly. And he is also like a, a, a 
I'm trying to think of a better word than supremacist, mm-hmm. but pretty much he's it an NLL is, yeah. supremacist. Yeah, like it's very much this is a peasant bug that he's talking to here yeah. in the Geralt, the Witcher. Avalok tells Gales that Aridin killed their king and they leave to go show him. They want to prove and it to the, him, yeah. They want to prove it to him. And the painting that he was painting is interesting because if you have a passing knowledge of art, you can tell that this is a Picasso-style painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite abstract. It's very abstract, and I I wonder why. I wonder what that decision was to make it look like that. Yeah, because it's quite. it was quite out of place, wasn't it? I was expecting, well, I was kind of expecting like an elven, like quite realistic, but like um, fantasy-looking painting, and it's just this really obscure shapes, and it's quite funny. I just had a thought, though. Maybe the peculiar tastes that humans have are the realistic drawings. Ooh. And to them, they all the abstract. paintings, all the porn they look at are just abstract. So the yeah. booba can get even bigger. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because they were massive on that painting it's ridiculous, there. yeah. They were. They take them to see Siri and Kareem. So, yeah, just, you know, job job's not quite done yet. And that great line here, yeah, the swallow has befriended the fox. Oh, the Very fox sweet. being Avalok, mm-hmm. his nickname, Zeril Swallow being Siri, and Aridin is the Sparrowhawk. I don't know if they oh, actually said right. that. I don't know if they said that anytime during this game. Maybe they will later as a callback. They so, yeah, call Ceres is... the Sparrowhawk in this game, That's don't they? right. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. It was very confusing that they did that. Well, confusing if you knew Aridin as Sparrowhawk, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they probably don't say it. Uh, so he sees the dream. Gales believes it and says to get the Sunstone in Skelliger, which will summon the Nagalfar, which is the Wild Hunt flagship or Aridin's flagship. And when Aridin asks for reinforcements, none will answer. So he's not going to outright help them, but he says we will not answer yeah. his call for reinforcements. He will be on his own and y'all do what you got to do. Huge. It's a big help. It is a big help, and we get such a big Siri hug. Oh, it's so lovely. No, It's so sweet. It almost brings a tear to my eye, because they just sit there, and he's just like looking at her all proud, and then she just throws him a big, big yeah. hug. That's when I lovely. get, like, my sinuses get, like, choked up. Like, oh, I get that pressure, oh. and I did, I don't, yeah, it's not like an actual tear. Now it kind of is, but I get that pressure in my sinuses whenever it's something like that that happens. And then I start sniffing and, like, sneezing and stuff. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> damn allergies yeah. <laughs> it's the allergies the thing is this is complete allergy season is it so so most of the time it is allergies <laughs> and i'll just something will happen i'll just go like that and they'll be like oh it's okay don't cry like students or something like <laughs> yeah. that i'm like it's just allergies it's like okay, okay you can cry okay sir. it's okay <laughs> uh avalok says he has a plan it's to lure them off the coast of undvik and smash them good plan just like that we will see what happens. And the video that I was watching here, the quest the after that one. was something called It Takes Three to Tango. So I don't I don't know what that is. Maybe we'll I don't know. I didn't know what it was either. So, so I uh I was did you really it. not know what it was? No. Oh my god, I was joking. I know you were, but I didn't know what it was. Oh. So I went and watched it. I've never seen that before. Re- oh my god. I think you know, I think every guy who oh, well, didn't yeah. know every guy like me who didn't know the history of this game like me definitely did this <laughs> the first go around 
when I was yeah. romancing everybody. But we will save It Takes Three to Tango for the side quest episode. Yeah. With that, uh, let's make a great escape. Yes. So the great escape is the last of the four sort of sub quests beneath the final preparations quest. And it's where Yennefer has been trying to locate Margarita. Um, so we meet up with Yennefer at Crippled Kate's and she first, well, first of all, this is what everybody seems to be doing, quizzes us on what the crack was yeah. with Siri going to Imlarith and everything. Um, you can lie and say that it was your idea to sort of cover for Siri. Um, but if you do lie, Yennefer will say she already knows it was Siri. Um, uh, but she actually praises you for going along with Siri regardless. I think she kind of appreciates how headstrong Siri is and that uh, it was probably the right idea to just go along and help her. And she's proud of them and glad that they got it done and came back. Uh, it seems Yennefer to be everybody was happy. Like it, no yeah. one really. Uh, Tris, I think, was Tris the one was a that bit said, annoyed. Yeah. Tris was the one that was most annoyed and it only said because it worked out. It's fine, okay. yeah. But even Avalok was just like, why'd you do that? And mm -hmm. eh, we just did it. Okay, well, he's dead. Let's move on. Avalok yeah. is very much pragmatic business. Okay, let's exactly. go on to the next point. Yeah, and Yennefer, I think, understands theory a bit more probably that if she was in that situation and Siri was saying, we need to go do this, there's no real, it's like you're going or she's going to go by herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yen would know that of all people. Exactly. <laughs> so um, Yennefer says that she's figured out that Margarita is being held at a prison in Oxenfurt. And she's also learned about a man who escaped from the prison and he's due to arrive at Cripple Kate soon. So the plan is to grab this guy, see how he escaped from the prison to learn how they can get into the prison to get Margarita. Um, this guy is called Abba, Abbe Faria, um, which is apparently... A fictional character from a book called The Count of Monte Cristo. You heard of that one? Oh, yeah. Very yeah. famous. Is yeah. it? Yeah. I've only I, heard of it because of the, the movie. film adaptation who stars Mr. Henry Cavill. It was his You've first film. You've seen the movie? I haven't seen it, no, but it was oh, his okay. first film. Yeah. Oh, was it really? Yeah, I think so. I was about to say he would have been a teenager or like, it was like 20 2002. Years old. Yeah. So, Ooh, yeah. Kenny Monte Cristo is, again, one of those classic pieces of literature that I've never read and I've never seen any of the movies that seem to come out at one point at least I think they've stopped finally but okay. it seemed like up until that time because it's in the public domain anybody can make it everyone oh, knows about it it's probably, it's probably popular over there in Europe as well yeah so people just make it and I've never seen it and I honestly don't have any clue what it's about except I think it has to do with an imposter okay so I what I wrote down was it's a Catholic monk known for his scientific study of hypnotism and for some period of his life is imprisoned in Chateau d'If. Oh. Do you know what that is? A castle of some no. sort? <laughs> no. Well, oh, it is. Oh, oh, I've heard of this. Yes, this fortress located like on, it's like, a, I think like Alcatraz. Mm. It's like an island fortress. Yeah. Served as a prison till the 19th century. Jerry. Maybe we should watch yeah. that. Alexander Dumas. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. It's not saying what it is. I don't know. I just like the Three Musketeers. Yeah. If I'm going to watch the Dumas, I just want to watch Three uh, Three Musketeers. Or yeah. Dumbass, as yeah. we call it. <laughs> Ralph Ferdinand. Oh, here you go. Frankie Maris, fiance, 19-year-old Frenchman, the first mate of the pharaoh, is falsely accused of treason, arrested, and imprisoned without trial in the Chateau d'If. Fellow prisoner Abby Faria, Faria correctly deduces that his jealous rival Ferdinand Mondigo 
envious crewmate Danglers and double-dealing magistrate De Villefort turned him in. He inspires his escape and guides them to a fortune in treasure. As the powerful and mysterious Count of Monte Cristo, Dante arrives from the Orient to enter the fashionable Parisian world of the 1830s and avenge himself on the men who conspired to destroy him. I still have no idea what that's about. No, uh, it went right over my head. But a nice little link with uh, Henry Cavill into our Witcher universe there. (laughs) And we'll maybe give that a watch. Um, So Yen and Geralt kind of approach this guy as he enters the bar and he immediately runs away. Um, And what I loved here is that Yen just goes to Geralt, you better run and get him. She doesn't yeah, have like, any appointment. I'm not offer. running. Yeah, yeah go she's get like, him. Yeah, you gotta run. Yeah, we end up chasing him through the streets and over the rooftops. And I didn't realize this, but if you don't catch him soon enough, Yennefer actually does teleport and catch him for you. <laughs> it's a done. The it illusion is. of choice. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have a quick chat with him anyway and ask how he escaped from the prison. He says that he actually pretended to be dead and they dumped his body. Uh, He says that he knew some things about herbs and was able to find some sleeping mushrooms. And he also mentions that the guards are horrible people, but they're allowed to drink on the job. So that could come in useful later on when we're trying to sneak in. Um, There's a little optional bit here where you can go and visit Zoltan um, and ask him to load the wagon with as much mahakam as he can find, drive it to Oxenfurt through the gates and treat the guards all to a drink. Um, so this actually depends on whether or not you completed the quest now or never, which is where the mages escape from Novigrad. If you have completed that, um, Zoltan talks about how now that the mages have fled, the witch hunters have taken to harassing non-humans. And he thinks that if he was to go and do this, it would draw too much attention to himself and the rest of the gang. Um, if you haven't done now or never, he will go. And the only thing that changes is that you'll face a few less guards in the uh, prison. Yeah, a little, a little cool thing to put in for decisions that does matter or yeah. what you do does matter. And yeah, the every time they talk about, it, I think it's Mahakam Ale, isn't that the big Mahakam yeah. drink? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that always sounds really good, and it goes Doesn't back. It? To, it does, and then the Gwent card Mahakam mm-hmm. Ale. And L of the Ancestors, oh, it just looks the big frothy beer. Just yeah. God damn, that sounds good. I bet it is good. What have you got there? Blavican wine. Oh yeah. This was it wasn't actually a wine. Oh shit. Oh, that's my box medallion. No. So if you're watching, you can see on the screen right there, Butcher of Blavican, Toussaint, twelve ninety-two. And a red wine. This this was just the bottle I bought. And it was oh. somebody that was in was it Leo? It was somebody uh, that was really in Alyssa, Breakfast in Beauclair, um, that he sold him. I think he's from Argentina. Uh-huh. He, he's either an Italian in Argentina or he's an Argentinian in Italia. <laughs> I was going to say the actual <laughs> name. I think he's Argentinian, though. And, yeah, just put that together, sold it. And I'm like, that thing is an Beautiful. awesome keepsake back there. It is, yeah. It's stunning. 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 <laughs> um. So regardless of whether or not Zoltan comes to help, uh, we're now off to meet Yennefer in Oxenfurt. Uh, she says that she's found a way into the prison through some, so down a well, through some elven ruins, and then into the sewers up through the prison. Uh, but once again, she's only sending us and she says she'll join us once the hard work is done. She's not traipsing through sewers in these heels. <laughs> this is a cool, well, it's a cool character moment for Yen, of course. Uh, but this is a cool thing also about how in the Witcher universe, these major cities are all 
built on top of elven ruins. Yeah. And for them to throw this in is like, oh, yeah, a reminder that they built over this, you know, conquest that they did. And this is another thing with Sidaris and the Witcher D&D thing that I've DM'd, you know, Sidaris. Part of the thing is actually going to take place in those elven ruins to go into. So this is kind of cool and something that would have been really interesting to explore. But maybe we'll be able to do something like that in the next Witcher game. That would be cool. Yeah, because Yennefer does mention, um, she says, nobody even knows these are here anymore. And anybody who does won't know that there's like a way to break through the, into the sewers, into the prison. Like nobody will even think to guard these. Like they're just completely forgotten about. Um, so yeah, it's a shame, really. Sad that they've just built Elves. over them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we head through the ruins, through the sewers and up into the prison. And it kind of goes off here. There is a shitload of guards and <laughs> um, it's all in close quarters. Uh, so you have to this, do quite a bit of that's fighting. That's what I remember. Yes, yeah. that's what I remember from this, from replaying it was, it felt like we were killing half the fucking force Yeah. in like three rooms. I was watching a video, uh, like a recap of this. And the person said something so funny. It was like, obviously you go in and kill everyone. <laughs> and then you find Margarita and then you have to go and kill 30 more guys. And then he was like, this isn't a great escape. This is a massacre. <laughs> it just, and yes, from rewatching, it was the same, but I just really remember playing thinking, did I do something wrong? Or like, this is a bit much. There's so of, many. Yes. Like how is the whole, like, yeah, there's no more Novogradian guards no. <laughs> anymore. So they're, they're all dead. You would have expected the great escape to be like, let's sneak in. And sneak her out and then you know, we'll all run away together. But it's like, no, literally go and murder every single guard you find, <laughs> then yeah. get her out. Did um, you know what this was in reference to? The Great Escape? No. The movie? Oh, I haven't seen the movie. But you've heard of it, though? That old, like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. 50s, 60s, I think, yeah. Do Steve they go McQueen. in and kill everyone? Well, the the great thing about it is, it was, oh, fuck, Stalag Luft. I don't remember. One of those Stalags. It was an escape, but it was mainly Commonwealth. It was mainly oh. like British, Canadian that did it. But to make a movie about it and to get Steve McQueen, like an all-American badass, <laughs> they're just like, it was really the Americans that did all this, that led it. And it's yeah. just like, that's that perfect like whitewashing of like history. There's like Americans are like, we got this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't actually do it. It was really all British. And there was like very little Americans there. Mm -hmm. You know, they had to do it. Steve McQueen did it. Americanize everything. Everything, especially Hollywood back in like the yeah. 60s. World War II in the 60s, we did everything. There was no Eastern <laughs> Front. There was no Soviet Union. You know, the U.S. marched into Berlin. It wasn't the Soviets. Oh, God. We'll take that, it's too. It's so funny, isn't it? That's it another is, film it, it I is, have to watch it, then, The Greatest Game. It is, but again, not to go on too big a tangent there, it plays into that American psyche. When you look at people, like Americans thinking that they run the fucking world, they've done everything. It's because yeah. of fucking media. And it's because they War actually uh, genuinely think that or are taught it or influenced to yes, think that. We, just, yeah. we see the movies and they're like, oh, we did that. And it's like, no. No. <laughs> yeah, it plays into that psyche of very, or explains that psyche very well. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, Where'd I get to? Oh, yeah. So we find Margarita and I didn't realize uh, a Witcher 2 decision comes in here. If you let Sheila live in season two, season two, Witcher season. 2, <laughs> Witcher 2, if you let Sheila live or if you made that decision at the beginning of the game that you let Sheila live, she is also in the cell with Margarita and she is in much a much worse condition. Um, 
But yeah, Margarita says there's so many more guards to kill upstairs. Um, go and kill more. Find the key. Da da da. Um, we get the room open finally, and then Yennefer joins us. And you know, Yennefer is furious because Margarita and Sheila are just in horrific conditions. They both look like they've been beaten. Their hair is a mess. Their makeup's a mess. Like they just look awful, and they feel awful as well. Um, and it's really sad this bit. So uh, Yen comes in and teleports away with Rita, saying that she can't teleport Geralt, uh, so we have to make our own way out. If Sheila is here, she kind of isn't looking. Like, she's completely lying down. She's not even getting up. And she says, Yenna, I shan't make it. And she says she's a sorceress. She wants to die with some dignity because she doesn't want to go out uh, kicking and screaming. And Yen breaks down in this point. I don't think I've seen Yennefer break down like this during this game. She like cries and hangs her head and sounds like she's like, you know, can't catch her breath. Um, and we get a decision here to say, I'll do it or I won't do it. I've always picked I'll do it. I've never actually seen I won't do it before. So I wasn't sure what would happen. But if you say I won't do it, then... Yennefer uses magic to kill her friend and it's really heartbreaking. Like it's really, really horrible to watch. Um, but what I've always picked is I'll do it. And Geralt takes charge, sends Yennefer away with Margarita. Um, and <laughs> it's funny because Sheila says to Yennefer, for once, we just not argue with Geralt. Just go away <laughs> and let him do this. So Yennefer leaves. Geralt takes out his swords and the scene just cuts to black. And that's the end. Yeah, I never. It's horrible. I never had to do this because I always killed her in The Witcher Two. Did you? <laughs> no, I don't know I what her character is in Witcher Two. What is she up to? What What happens is, I mean, there's a whole lot of what she in the lodge is up to. All right. <laughs> but what happens is, it's Letho. Letho puts a messed up diamond or something in her megascope, and as Geralt, you can choose to remove it or not. Right. If you remove it, you save her life. Oh. If you don't, then she tries to use this megascope and it like tears her to pieces. Oh. And Letho is the one who kills her. What the fuck? <laughs> so that's one thing to do. I do remember, I'm pretty sure the first time I played that I think I had, I don't think she was there. Okay. She, she wasn't there the first time I played, but the second time I did. And I don't remember what I did here. Hmm. I've I always really picked I'll do it. I, I'm I'm sure I did, but yeah. at the same time, I might have been in the mode of this is Yen's thing. We don't give a sh like maybe like, if Yen asks us to do it, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. But like, You're I not don't think step that's in Ger front of her. Yeah, I don't think that's Geralt's place to really step up and be like, I'll take charge. You yeah, know? it's like Geralt, you do enough. True. Like, like yet let Yen handle it. Yeah. So I do so think that's sad. it is, and I think it's a really I was going to say cheeky, but it's not really cheeky way of getting not having Sheila in the rest of the game. So if you, if she's never in there, you don't have to worry about explaining her not being yes. at the lodge. Yeah. And if she survives, you can give, like you said, a very few moments or one of the few one of the few moments that Yen shows that she kind of, again, breaks down, mm -hmm. lets off that super tough facade. And then yeah, either has to kill her friend or just know. Like what happens as the the fade to black shows or doesn't yeah. show? Yeah, it's just it's kind of like a hard moment as well because so far, you know, we found um, 
who did we find? Philippa. And even though that was a tough challenge, like she was alive and well, hope, you know, hopefully Kira's alive and well, but this is just like showing the real downside of what's been happening to the sorceresses. And it's just horrific that she, like watching her kill her friend was just so bad. It actually yeah. made me cry a little bit. And especially with background information, Sheila is much more nuanced in the sense of, oh, what'd she do? Like Philippa, whatever Philippa, good or bad, she deserves what she gets. Like right. she's been leading the lodge. She has stepped forward in every aspect, whether you like her or not. She deserves her fates, good or mm -hmm. bad. Like she's made her fate, I should say, because she's the one been in control as opposed to Sheila, who's always been a sex, same as Kira. They've always been kind of second tier. And it's not their thing is like like Kira especially was just trying to survive. Like it was yeah. literally, yeah. I just want to survive. I have to live out in the swamps of Velen. So with that, it's a little bit more to me, it's more tragic, especially that, well, you could kill Kira and Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> depending on your decisions. You could, yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely killed Kira that first go around. Same. Sorry. All right. I think the final preparations are complete. They are. Okay. But We'll get to Skelliger and we'll pull the crew back together One with our leader, time. the Fox, Avalok, next time. All right. Uh, again, a big thanks, 983 Mark, for producing, editing, putting all this up again for the uh, final time. Make sure you check out the link below about our new channel. Subscribe to there. If you're new to it, comment, subscribe. Tell us, you know, anything that we may have missed. Add on to anything. Just mm -hmm. don't be toxic about it. No, yeah, no toxics, please. Hey, I don't want it. Good, good vibes only. Yes, yes. So make sure to check like that. that out. And again, yeah, big thanks to Mark. Big thanks to Mark. And then find us on Twitter, Witcher Podcast, Insta at Witcher Pod. We will link our Discord below that uh, has been actually pretty busy lately with this Witcher news. Yeah. And, Witcher uh, news, House of the Dragon, mm -hmm. all that good stuff. It's good fun. All that fun stuff. And a uh, big thanks to patrons, Hal, Jack, Maddie, M. Jags, Jorgen, Tim, Rage Quit, Jackson, Jeanette, <laughs> Willis, Nick Z, Austin, Tomas, Thomas, could be Thomas, R2, and Rose. Massive uh, thanks to them. Thank and, you. And uh, yeah, make sure to check out our Patreon below. We just finished House oh, of the Dragon. It's been so good. It's been so good. If you've been on the fence about watching it, if you somehow have avoided what all people have said, it's great. It, if you were worried about the way Game of Thrones ended and that left a sour taste in your mouth, I can promise you that this season of House of the Dragon has all the great things about seasons one, two, and three, the talky talk. Yeah. It's all that. It's incredible. It's going to be a long ass wait for season two. It is. Yeah. But it's, but like you said, like it is just so, it gives me such old school Game of Thrones vibes. And I'm just so excited for the next series. And it's, like you said, after the, end of game of thrones it was kind of like oh i don't have any desire to watch that again whereas after a series one to four of game of thrones i rewatched that shit like three or four times i've never rewatched the last series of game of thrones but i am up for rewatching house of the dragon so that's how i scale things <laughs> there you go all right so for our patreon next up the next episode we're going to do is we're going to take a random uh, not a random we take our favorite game of thrones episode each yeah. we're going to talk about it and then after that, we're going to start on a live commentary, live watch, if you will, of The Witcher season one, like a director's commentary, not live, yeah. like it will be on the podcast of The Witcher season one, episode by episode. With drinks. With a lot. 
of drinks. Yeah. Is that just, again, we talked about that came out three years ago. That came out oh, a shit, few it months. Three. It came out a few months before COVID. It was December yes. of 19, a few months before COVID. So we'll get this pre-COVID Witcher world. So yeah, if you want to revisit, if you're thinking about revisiting the Witcher season one, join our $5 Patreon down there. And then you can sync up the episodes with yeah. us and watch as we go through it again. I haven't watched it in about two years. Same, same. I watched it just before the release of series two, I think. Yep. Yeah. And so, oh, that would have been that would have been about a year ago then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I watched it. I think maybe like the January of. Yeah. I did not. I did not rewatch season one before season two. I must have done. I think I must have done. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when, but I did not. So again, make sure <laughs> to check that out, Lucy. Where can we find you? Uh, you'll find me at Lucy J Robin on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And that is where we're going to have our anniversary. Oh, yes, on Twitch. Episode in about three weeks. It is, yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. We need to come up with a plan of what we're going to do. Yeah, we'll wing it. We always do that. It, <laughs> I'm going to have like a plan. Like Letho, improvise. We'll improvise. Now, we'll, ha we'll have some kind of set there, but it's going to be fun. We're going to do a lot all day. A lot of community stuff, not just uh, like watching in there. So we'll have more information on that coming up. You can find me on Twitter at the Fox Bride Four. You can find me on Twitch and Instagram at the Fox Bride. Join us next time as we begin to make battle preparations. <laughs> <laughs>